Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, and the playoffs are here. There is nothing more fun than placing wagers on the NFL playoffs. There's four games. We're all watching the same game, and it is incredible. And if you're looking for a place to make your online wagers, head on over to betonline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1. When you do so, you get a 50% sign-up bonus today. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Look, here's the deal. There is universally and unanimously considered the Super Bowl professional football gambling. It's the Super Contest at the Westgate Casino out in Vegas. Anybody who's anybody and everybody is in that contest. It's almost impossible to win. And there's only ever been one guy that's won it twice, and that is Steve Fezzik at Fezzik Sports on Twitter, and we have them every week here on the Even Money Podcast. My name is Ross Tucker, at Ross Tucker NFL, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, four podcasts, the Ross Tucker football podcast, Fantasy Feast, College Draft, and of course, this year, Even Money Podcast. And the regular season is behind us. We will wrap that up. I finished, uh, had a really nice regular season, but the playoffs count, the whole year counts. By the way, a couple of you have hit us up on social media to let us know how much you appreciate our season win total numbers. So Steve, we'll have to get to those season win totals at some point because we did really well with those. Hopefully you guys uh, went with our bets on those. Also, Steve Shalabal, who's going to join the show at some point in the offseason, he and what they call the Even Money Syndicate in Green Bay, they won $10,000 from betonline.ag because they won the Survivor Contest. They were one of 10 people that finished the season undefeated, and so they split $100,000, so their syndicate gets $10,000. So shout out to Steve Shalabal. By the way, speaking of shout outs, I am giving anyone who goes to manscaped.com and buys anything 
using the code MONEY for the 20% sign-up, a 20% discount and free shipping, I am giving any of you a signed press pass from this season if you want it. And you already know this if you listen to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, but I've got some awesome ones from the Texans playoff game last year. I've got Bills, Patriots still, Jets, Texans, a whole bunch of awesome college ones, Air Force, Army, uh, Houston, Washington State, Steelers, Dolphins, Monday Night Football. i got a bunch of good ones. Collector's item nobody else has. I'll sign it, send it to you. All you have to do is go to manscaped.com, buy any of the precision tools for trimming your family jewels, and email me, ross at rostucker.com. All right, Steve, we will wrap up the regular season. We'll be pretty quick with these. People are here for our playoff picks, but I think they want to know how we finished up the regular season. Cleveland, Cincinnati, I put a unit on the Bengals getting two and a half points, and those Browns came through for me, self-destructing so that the Bengals won. And so that was one unit I was up. You lean Cincinnati as well. We both passed Chicago and Minnesota, as well as Atlanta, Tampa Bay. Uh, although you leaned Atlanta, so you were good there. New Orleans, Carolina. I put a unit on New Orleans, even though they were laying 13 points. And boy, did that pay off. 42 to 10, the Saints won. So I was up two units there. This is the next one that bothered me, Steve. Jets, Bills. I had two units on the Jets. um, They were laying one and a half points. The total was 36 and a half. You had two units on the under. The final score is 13 to six. So we both won two units. That's good. Why the heck did I not take the under, Steve? I'm watching that game. Like, you took the under, so you obviously – like, maybe it was just because we didn't know how the Jets would come out and play. I didn't know how many defenders the Bills would sit. Maybe Tredavious White wouldn't play or whatever. But I felt real stupid watching that game, having not joined you on the under. Yeah, just the uncertainty of the Bills and who was going to play was what happened in that game. And, yeah, bottom line is – it's difficult to find any game that you don't like a Bills game to go under, and certainly the Jets' run defense, um, a nice asset against a Bills um, offense. So then we get to our first half plays, both of which lost for us. We'll start with the Patriots and the Dolphins. We both put two units on the Patriots laying eight points in the first half. It ended up being 10-10 at halftime, so we both lost two units there. I had never done the first half thing before, thought it sounded great, joined you on it, Steve, and I don't think either one of us thought not only would the Patriots not cover the eight points, they lost the football game outright. They lost a bye week. I am still stunned by this fact, Steve. Yeah, and I had a bad week 17, and I got to be honest, I'd make most of these bets again. Um, the first half, all the money poured in on the Patriots, and the first half line closed minus 10. I felt like it got ahead of it. But when Brady threw the pick six, that was it for that bet. And then it was shocking, shocking 
that the Patriots, not only were they bad in the first half, but they were even worse in the second half. For them to lose that game as a 17-point favorite, Ross, with everything on the line, uh, the chances of the Patriots to make the Super Bowl went down from 17% to 6%, a devastating loss. Unbelievable. Then we had the Chiefs and the Chargers. Now, I put one unit on the Chiefs laying the eight points for the game. Then you did the first half Chiefs laying four points, and I joined you on that. So I ended up having three units on it. It was 10-7 at halftime. I can't remember if they were winning or losing 10-7 at halftime, but either way, the bet lost because they were laying four points. Uh, They did end up winning the game by 10. You know, I guess that was a little bit more understandable. I just thought, like you did, the Chiefs had been rolling and the Chargers were done. Yeah, the Chargers did play very hard, but bottom line, and I got to be honest, pros talk all the time about closing line value and probably too much where they say, hey, I beat the closing line, so I should win. Well, you should win in the long run if that's the case. If you're going to lay four in a first half on a game that closes seven on the first half, so you're getting the better of it by a field goal in the first half, in the long run, you're going to win. But um, this has been a year that I really haven't done that well. Um, despite having great closing line value. And this game kind of summed it up again. I bet the Chiefs again minus four in the first half for a huge bet if I had to do it again. Wow, that's so interesting. So I didn't realize that the first half lines for both those got that high, Steve. So we were way ahead of the number. We were, but um, bottom line is ultimately to win, you have to cash your bets. Um, But a little secret of the pros, if you know a line's going to move like that, there's no reason not to make a huge bet because you can just play back the other side and you have a very profitable middle. At least play back something. Um, don't, you don't have to play back the whole thing when that line. I actually caught a 10.5 on the New England first half right before that game kicked. Wow. Okay. Redskins-Cowboys was a best bet for us, our third best bet. The Patriots and Chiefs first halves were best bets. Uh, we liked the Cowboy, uh, the Redskins getting ten and a half points. I put two units on it. I thought they were going to come out and play pretty well. I thought the Cowboys would play poorly. You put one unit on it. Cowboys win forty-four to sixteen. A week after they scored nine points in a winner-take-all game in Philadelphia, they are honestly. I never say this, Steve, but this year's Cowboys team might be the biggest front runners I've ever seen in the history of the NFL. I mean, when they got a lead on people, Steve, and they were feeling good, they would win every game by like 25 points. When they were behind or had some adversity, they would lose. I've never seen anything like it. They're bullies, Ross. um, They can go ahead and beat up on the weak teams, especially in their division, but as soon as they get punched in the mouth, they go crying home to mama, making the wrong play calls, not playing to win. The epitome of that – probably was the New England game when they're down seven with like six minutes to play and they choose to kick a field goal instead of playing to win properly. And this whole Garrett thing, you know, these multiple meetings and the like, is there anyone, anyone in the country that thinks Garrett's going to be back next year? Just fire the clapper and let's move on. Giants and the Eagles. You and I both like the Giants getting four and a half points. Uh, it was going well for a while. It was 17-17. And then there's a low snap. 
Daniel Jones bobbles it. Malcolm Jenkins knocks it away. The Eagles pick it up. Then they end up scoring a touchdown to go up 10. And the Giants just kind of quit after that. I mean, it was over. And that is the danger of teams that are out of it. If you get to the fourth quarter and, you know, they know they're not going to win the game, then it, it can get ugly. They end up losing 34-17. to 17. So uh, we lost that best bet as well. For our first four best bets, we lost. Um, you, however, Steve, so that was two units for both of us. You had two units on Saquon Barkley over 90 yards. He did very little in the game. Then all of a sudden, there's like this little hole. He flashes the peace sign 50 yards away from the end zone in an NFL game and takes to the house. And you won that bet. He had 92 yards. I mean, Steve, what's it like when you watch him go for that long run? Because he was getting nothing. Yeah, so I talk about good bets I made that lost or Bets I felt were very good. Well, here's a bet that was a bad bet that won. So the one takeaway I will have from week 17 is almost every one of these players that was chasing any kind of record or an accolade, they got there by a couple yards as well. So I I look about at McCaffrey. He needed 60, I I think it was like 65 yards to get to 2,000. uh, I'm sorry, to get to 1,000 yards receiving, and he just barely got there by a couple yards. And I know Lindsay of Denver just barely made it to 1,000 yards rushing. So these teams are, seem to be very aware, Ross, when a player needs a milestone number, and they do everything they can to get that player to it. Um, the, the bet that bothered me the most of the whole week, Steve, was our last best bet. We had five best bets. We lost four of them, and we pushed the under 38 in the Raven Steelers game. You have got to be kidding me. The Steelers, it's 19 to 10. The game is like over. The Steelers punt and the punter like slips and falls and fumbles the ball so that the Ravens get a touchdown. And then I didn't even see the safety. What happened with the safety, Steve? So we got lucky if you can believe it on the safety. Duck Hodges gets, he's back to pass. He's five yards deep in the end zone, and he's going to get buried, Ross. And it looks like as he's winding up, and there's no receivers close by, it looks like the ball gets knocked out. So it looks like it's going to be a fumble six, and there's going to be a touchdown. And bottom line, they look at it, and they're like, no, he, he threw it. But um, no receiver nearby, so they called the penalty, so it was a safety. But frankly, as I was watching it, I was shocked that it was two points and not seven. Wow. Okay, good to know. But the, the punter thing killed me. Um, I put, uh, we both passed the Raiders and the Broncos. I put one unit on the Niners laying the three points. So I guess I benefited from them inexplicably not reviewing that third down play. I mean, between the delay of game and then not reviewing the third down play and then the fourth down play where the dude gets drilled, the tight end Hollister's drilled two inches from the goal line, I got really lucky on that one. I mean, really lucky. So 
it goes both ways. So I won one unit there. I won my one unit bets, lost most of my two unit bets. Not good. I finished the week down two units. You finished the week, Steve, down three units. On our best bets, we had four losses and a push. So for the year, we had 28 wins, 22 losses, and three pushes as we came into the end with a whimper on our best bets. Um, For the year, individually, I was up 24 units. You were down one unit. Now we head to the postseason, Bry. Ross, let's start on Saturday with the Bills and Texans and all these lines, of course, as they are every week, presented by betonline.ag using that promo code PODCAST1. So, Ross, let's start off in Houston. Bills getting two and a half points at the Texans, and the over-under is 43 and a half. Two things. One is, I mentioned this before, I'll mention it again. It's pretty awesome, Steve, that one of our listeners, Steve Shalabal, who has that syndicate of folks that they call they call themselves Steve the Even Money Syndicate in Wisconsin because they love listening to the show. BetOnline.ag with the promo code podcast one. Uh, I didn't even know this till Steve was telling me about it. Steve Shalabal on was emailing me. They have a like survivor pool challenge. And the Even Money Syndicate was one of 10 individuals, groups, whatever, that ended up making it the whole year, Steve Fezzik, without losing. So they split the 100 grand among 10 people. So the Even Money, our listeners, Steve Shalabal and his buddies, the Even Money Syndicate, they got $10,000 put into their betonline.ag account for winning the survivor pool. I sure hope they didn't spend it all on trips to the Rose Bowl where once again, oh my gosh, just a gut punch to the Wisconsin backers yesterday in the beautiful Rose Bowl that is the best bowl game of them all. Yeah, without question. And by the way, just as an aside, between the Ohio State fumble overturn to say it was not a catch when the guy took three and a half steps and was trying to push the ball away, to them not reviewing that play Sunday night, to the pass interference against Wisconsin last night, Steve, I, I'm I'm highly discouraged right now. I love football. I, and I didn't I mean I don't I didn't have bets on the college games. I actually benefited in the Niners game, but I, I'm very discouraged. And I feel like it's fair to be discouraged. How about you? You know, the hardest part about football is this whole, is it a catch? Is it not a catch? Did he make a football move? Because it is so, it is so close, Ross. And those plays so often decide games that that absolutely is discouraging, especially when you're wagering on these events. But I do, I, I never do this, but I do want to say, of all the events that I've gone to, I've been to the Rose Bowl just once. And I thought that just the, the backdrop of the San Gabriel Mountains, the fact that the game always starts in the daytime and then during the third quarter goes ahead and the sun goes down, drops um, 
um, drops down and it, the, the lights come on. And it's just, if you want pageantry, if you want majestic, if you want nature, if you want green, there is no reason you should ever go to any football game except for a game at the Rose Bowl in that venue in the wintertime. Put it on your bucket list. It's awesome. It's awesome. Is there anything we need to know, uh, by the way, about betting playoffs versus regular season? It's a great question. You know, this, I would say this speaks the wild card round, and I apologize. I am behind this week. You know, it's funny. I had a bad week last week, and I did tons and tons and tons of research, and um, it didn't translate into wins. So maybe I'll have a great week without having done as much work here at, on New Year's. But I know in the wild card round, historically, the team that played the stronger strength of schedule has done fantastic against the spread. In other words, the more battle-tested team during the regular season. And that's a trend that does make some sense. All right. I, I like the Bills in this game. I, I think that uh, the Texans are kind of coming in limping a little bit. We'll see what Watt can give them. You know, Will Fuller is a factor. But, you know, Deshaun Watson and Greg Cosell talked about this on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast today, that Deshaun Watson has not been playing his best football as of late. I wrote in my column for the BetQL app that they have lost, on average, their playoff games by 20 points under Bill O'Brien. And three of them were at home. Their only playoff win under Bill O'Brien was against the Raiders when Connor Cook was the quarterback because Derek Carr got hurt. And I think unlike two years ago when the Bills were just happy to be there, the Bills clinched the playoffs three weeks ago. They're not happy to be there. They're ready to make some noise. I think the Bills win the game outright, and I'll take the two and a half points. Two units on the Bills getting the two and a half points. You know, I am kicking myself for not taking the Bills plus three when this line opened up. My power ratings did not support it. And also, I mentioned that strength of schedule trend, and I can tell you this, I know Houston has a much, much better strength of schedule o over the course of the season. So we have two 10-6 teams, but Houston had to play the m much, much more difficult opponents. And frankly, I'm worried about Buffalo in that I know they beat Dallas. That was a really nice win. The win at Pittsburgh isn't looking nearly as good, and I can't help but think back to their games, the two New England losses, uh, the loss at home against Philadelphia. It seems like every time Buffalo plays a pretty good team or better that they have certainly struggled, and that's how I quantify Houston as a pretty good team. But I'm worried about Houston protecting Watson. I'm worried about the fact that I don't know about the health of Tunsil. I know they lost their tackle, Titus Howard, earlier in the year, and if you can't protect Watson, and Buffalo does have a pretty good pass rush, that's the book on beating Houston because they've got these slow-developing long passes that Hopkins um, and Fuller, if he plays, run, and Watson needs time. And if he doesn't have time, he does not do well. So bottom line, I'm going to stay on the sidelines, but with reasons to back both teams, my pure gut says Buffalo probably comes out of here with the win because Buffalo, like you said, They've had three weeks basically to prepare for this game, and I love the way McDermott coaches, and I don't like the way Houston's coach plays, especially in the playoffs. All right, Steve, the other game on Saturday, it's the Titans at the Patriots. Titans getting five points with an over-under of 44. 
I will take the five points for two units. Betting against New England and Belichick is a recipe for disaster, but I cannot ignore the numbers. Who has the better quarterback? Well, obviously, Tennessee is the better quarterback because if you look at just the past seven weeks, Tannehill has been on fire. Six of his seven uh, performances have been above average. Um, I'm just looking at QBR. And if I look at Brady, six of his last seven performances have been below mediocre. He has been absolutely horrible at the, in the second half of this year. So the overlying stats say Tannehill's the number nine quarterback in the league and Brady's number 16. But just in the past seven weeks, Tannehill's a clear-cut top 10, and Brady has been bad. I mean, like bottom 10 bad in those seven weeks. And the New England defense has been regressing. The Titans have been playing tough opponents week in and week out. I can see the Titans winning this game. Titans, two units. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I've gone back and forth. The thing that's given me hesitation is just the Patriots, the idea of them losing two games in a row at home um, in January, this late December, January, just seems unlikely. But I think the Titans are kind of poised. They beat them last year. I think Vrabel's got a good a good feel on them. For whatever reason, ex-Patriots coaches have a good feel against them. The Texans beat them this year. Titans beat them last year. Dolphins beat them this year. I'll join you for a best bet. Two units on the Titans getting five points. The best bet. Sunday at 105 Eastern Ross, the Minnesota Vikings getting eight points at the New Orleans Saints over under 49 and a half. Yeah, so this is an interesting game to me. That that seems like a lot of points, but the Saints are playing pretty well. It's in the Superdome. I just have faith that the Vikings will be able to keep it close. I didn't like the way they played when they played the Packers. I'll grant you that. But they got a pretty battle-tested crew. I'm going to put one unit on the Vikings getting the eight points. You know, Even if they get a... They're down 14, and they get a late touchdown to lose by seven. I just don't see them getting blown out. I think they're too good to get blown out. One unit Vikings getting the eight points. You know, I can make a case that New Orleans is clearly the best team in the NFC. Not just the best team, but clearly the best team. How would the narrative have changed if Kittle doesn't make that incredible fourth down play when San Fran wins against New Orleans 48-46? Then we're looking at the Saints at 14-2. and two. We're looking at San Fran at 12-4. and four. And we're talking about how the Saints accomplished that despite having to play five and a half games with their backup quarterback, who's very good, obviously, Teddy Bridgewater, um, along the course of the season. So nothing not to really like about the Saints other than a few you know, injuries on the defense. And frankly, I'm concerned about the Vikings' skill position players Think about last year, how awesome Adam Thielen was. What was it, eight straight games of 100-plus yards receiving to start the year? He's horrible now. He has never recovered from his injuries. He's had four straight just really bad games. So if it's all on digs at wide receiver, if um, you know um, Dalvin Cook is not close to 100% at running back, now it lands uh, upon their quarterback. And do you really want to trust their quarterback? I don't. I'm going to tease New Orleans down from 7.5 to 1.5. Two-team teaser, six points. 
And I'm going to tease them. We'll talk about this game next. To the Philadelphia uh, Eagles, plus one and a half, up to plus seven and a half. I think New Orleans is going to win, and I think Philly is going to keep the game close. So a two-team teaser. Ross, you, um, you like the idea of teasers, but you got burned on them earlier this year. That's two units for the teaser for me. Got it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I lost four units on your first half bets last week, Steve. <laughs> I, I Believe me, in my bankroll, I lost even more. Oh, what a bummer. Um, yeah, well, we're ready to move on to the Seattle-Philly game, Brian. All right. So before you tease that up to, what would you say, seven and a half, the Eagles are getting one and a half at home against the Seahawks with a total of 45 and a half. Yeah, now what's interesting about this game, and this is the second leg of my teaser, taking Philly up to from one and a half to seven and a half, is that I want to bet against both of these teams. So Philly has had four, is it four? Yeah, four straight all-in games where they had to win. And I'm going to count the Giant game as a close game because in the fourth quarter, the Giants were only down three when, um, as Ross um, summarized very nicely, we had uh, Daniel Jones just have an issue with the football in the rain, and ultimately that was the Giants' undoing. So you got to worry about typically teams bring a next gear into their um, games when um, they hit the playoffs, but Philly has had to basically been playing playoff games the entire month, and the Philly um, offense is just a mash unit. Dallas Goddard is their playmaker right now. That is not good. Um, kudos to Wentz and what he's been able to accomplish. But with Philly losing another lineman and their best lineman, this is a real problem, especially if Lane Johnson cannot go. Um, but Seattle, they have their issues as well. Obviously, the cluster injuries at running back. Both teams, if you look at a yards per play perspective, despite being playoff teams, are minus. They're outgained by their opponents per play than their offenses. That's pretty amazing that they're playing each other. So whoever wins this game, I'm probably going to bet against next week. But for now, just Philly, second leg on the teaser. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I think it's a toss-up game. I'm stunned, Steve, that the Eagles started out as favorites and then it switched to the Seahawks. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Eagles win the game. They, they could have won the game early in the regular season, Wentz had two picks, two fumbles. It was his worst game of the year, and they lost 17-9. to The place is going to be bananas on Sunday. Um, in fact, I will put one unit on the Eagles getting a point and a half. I think they have a decent chance to win the game. I think it's a true toss-up game. They just have a lot of momentum right now. The place is going to be insane, but it really could go either way. But for one and a half points... They're the home team. I'll put one unit on the Eagles. Uh, they have been on a roll as of late over the last month or so. Love it. Excellent job, Steve. As always, love, 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 love NFL playoffs. Love Wild Card Weekend. Very much looking forward to all four games. I think they're going to be good games. I really do. And I think we're going to win some money. And I hope that's what happens because that's how we roll here on the Even Money Podcast. If you want more money tips, listen to Greg Cosell on today's Ross Tucker Football Podcast because he is money. Or if you'd like to play DFS, listen to Joe Dolan 
on today's Fantasy Feast podcast because he's got the DFS tips for this weekend, which are huge as well. Other than that, good luck, guys. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.